Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, and we are in chapter 24, where we have been for a while, and we will be for a while, because we're looking at what the Lord is saying here, and uh, we're also looking at the cross-references in Mark and Luke related to this. Remember what's going on. Uh, some disciples had come to Jesus, four of them, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, and they'd ask him a question. Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming again? and of the end of the age. Jesus had been saying some things to them, and they were wanting more detail about it, okay? And this is what Jesus says. So we've gone through the first four or five verses of this. Let me go back and reiterate it for us. Verse 4 of Matthew 24, Jesus said, See to it that no one misleads you. Okay? See to it that no one misleads you. Again, I can't say this enough. We have a role and responsibility to see into it that we're not misled. How do you keep from being misled? You know the truth. You walk in the spirit. Then you trust in the Lord. You seek the mind of the Lord. Not your own mind. Okay? The mind of the Lord. Well, what was Jesus concerned about? Verse 5, he says, or many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. So we've talked about this on a couple of previous episodes. There will be people that will come and they'll come in the name of the Lord. And it's, it's one of two of these things or both of them, perhaps. They're going to say, uh, I'm coming in the name of the Lord and Jesus Christ is the Lord. And they will mislead people, even though they proclaim that. Or they're coming in the name of the Lord saying that I am the latest reiteration of the Messiah, of the Christ. Okay. Either way is misleading. Verse 6, Jesus continues. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened. So hang on a second. There's another see to it. See to it that you're not misled. See to it that you're not frightened. That's a biggie today because the church is consumed with fear. It's being attacked by fear. It's a strategy of the evil one, a strategy of the world to impart fear into the body of Christ. So Jesus says, see to it that you're not frightened. For these things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. And if you remember in the previous episode, we saw that means that you're going to have ethnic uprisings, okay? Racial uprisings is what we call it in the world. That there will be kingdoms against kingdoms. That's what we call nations. There's going to be famines. There's going to be earthquakes. And then Jesus said in verse 8, hey, these are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Verse 9, Jesus continues, then, notice how he uses the word then, then, so what does that sort of tell us? It sort of tells you that there's a sequence to this. He's laying some things out here chronologically because he says, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, then something else is going to happen. Verse 9, then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. So a couple of questions sort of come to mind as we're reading all this. And I've talked about it before. Who are they? Who are you? Who's, these, who's Jesus talking to? And when he's talking to these four disciples, so is this to be applied only to these four disciples? Is it to be applied only to the 12 disciples? Or is it to be applied only to the people of that generation or that time? 
I mean, who's this to be applied to? What is Jesus saying here? Is this to be applied to us? Is this a word for us? And depending upon what you believe about certain things, people interpret this in different ways. A lot of times people come along, and this is highly prevalent, they'll say, well, Matthew 24 and 25, all of that discourse was only for the Jewish people. And then they make a certain argument for that, uh, which I think is incorrect, okay? But it's a major thing, okay? I think that he's speaking to the disciples of that day. He's telling them what's going to happen to them. But he's also speaking to those who will believe in his name. We get hints of that in John 17, uh, which means us, okay, through the generations, that you're going to be delivered up tribulation. You're going to be killed. You're going to be hated by all nations because of my name. And that my name is really important, my name and for my sake. We'll see that in other gospels. Now, verse 10 of Matthew 24. At that time, okay, at which time? At the time when they're delivering you over to tribulation, at the time when they're killing you, when you're hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Uh, many who? <laughs> many who? Many what? Yeah, that's sort of interesting. You really need the balance of the scripture to really get a, a, a really solid answer on this, okay? At that time, many will fall away. Fall away from what? Yeah, isn't that an interesting question? That word fall away literally means to be caused to stumble. And they're going to portray one another. And they're going to hate one another. So Jesus is just telling us it's going to be this great falling away. Now, Paul actually tells us in Second uh, Thessalonians, he gives us some more insight into that when he talks about an apostasy that takes place. And the second you say that word immediately, people say, oh, it must be this, it must be that. Generally speaking, people are wrong <laughs> when you hear that kind of thing. We won't go into it right now, but there was going to be a great falling away. And that people are going to betray one another. They're going to hate one another. Jesus continues, verse 11, Matthew 24. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. What did Jesus say at the very beginning of answering these questions right here? See to it that no one misleads you. Now he's given us more insight. He said, you're going to have false prophets. Before, he said, you're going to have people that come in my name saying I am the Christ, either proclaiming that they are the Christ or saying that Jesus is the Christ and misleading. Now he's saying that there's going to be many false prophets that will arise, and they're going to mislead many. Now listen to this, verse 12. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Because lawlessness is increased. We're having a tremendous increase in lawlessness in our society. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when we uh, think of uh, increase in lawlessness, we're thinking of uh, robberies and things like that. Well, there is that going on, no doubt. What's happening in our days, day and time, though, is that there's a tremendous increase in the awareness and the knowledge of the lawlessness that is there. And if the lawlessness has taken place really in that which looks really, really nice, particularly within political arenas, we're finding out that generally speaking, that the bulk of most governments are lawless, which only makes sense because they're not built upon the law of God. Most are not believers. They're built upon what man can do. So therefore, by definition, it's going to be lawless, right? 
But here he's saying it's going his lawlessness is going to increase that people's love will grow cold. <clears throat> In other words, there will be no love between the people, be less and less love. Now, listen to these last two verses, 13 and 14. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. Who's going to be saved? The one who endures to the end. Is, is that just mean you're saved by your works? No, no, you're saved because uh, you believe. And the evidence that you believe and that you have the right type of belief is the fact that you do endure to the end. You endure to the end because of your faith and your belief. You don't endure to the end to attain faith and belief. Then Jesus says this in verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. <laughs> okay, remember what they said. When will these things occur and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? Right here he says, and then the end of the age will come. When will the end of the age come? When the gospel has been preached to the whole world. Now, usually this is preached and this is taught that it's the church's responsibility to preach the gospel of the whole world to where the Lord will come back. It's not exactly right. We are to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the whole world. We are to do that. We are to pro proclaim a testimony. But God's got a really cool way that he actually does that that most people don't see. We'll talk about that some other time, okay? Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.